Hey, I want to tell you real quick about a free video series that we created for people who want to become an online nutrition coach. These videos address people's fear of not being able to get results for their clients, imposter syndrome, as well as the fear of just not being able to get clients in the first place and make this work. We also talk about why now is an enormous opportunity to become an online nutrition coach in these super stressful and uncertain times. So whether you're already a coach and just want to get better, or you've never coached but are super interested in it, check out these free video series at workingagainstgravity.com slash free training. Hi, I'm Michael Cashew. And I'm Adi Cashew, and you're listening to The WAG Podcast. This podcast is about health, wellness, and personal development. Each episode is a short conversation between Adi and I on a single topic with actionable steps. We cover everything from food, mindset, fitness, and relationships. We started WAG because of the way health and fitness changed our lives, so we hope to share a tool or two that helps you along your way. Hey, Michael. Hello. How's it going? Very good. Today, we are going to talk about nutrition coaching. Surprise, surprise. We're going to talk about nutrition coaching. We're actually going to talk about how you can make money doing nutrition coaching. It's a huge question that we get all the time. People really are passionate about fitness and nutrition, but they're not sure if they want to dive in headfirst and actually do this as a business or a side hustle because they're worried that you can't even make money doing this. So why would they invest the time and energy? So today, we're going to talk about how you can actually make money and how to take those steps to try this out for yourself. Yeah. In fact, we sent out a survey to about 3,000 people that are interested in becoming nutrition coaches. And we one of the questions we asked was, what's the biggest thing keeping you from becoming a coach? And it was the fear of not being able to get clients and not being able to make money doing it in the first place. Yeah. I think actually even another question on the survey was, what's, the, what's one question that you have for us? And- it came up over and over again. Can you actually make money doing this? Some people were even like, I hate to say this, but can is this sustainable? Is this a sustainable career? And surprisingly, you know, I've been doing this for six years almost, and people still ask me if this is a sustainable career for me. So I totally get it, but we're going to bash some myths maybe, in this maybe episode. Maybe if WAG exists for 20 years, then they'll stop asking. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Some people still are like, what? <laughs> We're going to talk about that, but before we get started, I want to thank you guys for your reviews. I read them almost every single day. It makes my day. I I don't know. If you guys could see the smile on my face after I see some of the things that you guys write or the, some people are telling us the way that they're implementing our lessons in their life, it is the best way to give back to us other than just living a better life and taking what you love that we say and leaving what you don't. Mm-hmm. So really appreciate you. And if you have yet to do that, we would absolutely appreciate one from you as well. If you love this show, if you listen in weekly, if you've gotten any value from us at all, please head over to iTunes and give us a five-star review and let us know what you think. So can you make money as an online nutrition coach? We already talked about how we get this question all of the time. And I mentioned that six years into running Working Against Gravity, we have around 35 employees, full-time, part-time, and people still ask me if this is something that I can do full-time and support myself. Michael and I both work at Working Against Gravity. We have lots of other people. We've also helped hundreds of other people start nutrition coaching businesses as well. So it's 
understandable that it's skeptical. And I think a lot of it is because it's not this well-traveled path of becoming an accountant or a lawyer or a teacher or something else that lots of people have done before where it's clear, I do this, this, and this, and I'm going to make this much money and it's going to be this stable. It's more, it's newer, especially- It's not like clocking in and out of a job where you have a set list of responsibilities and if you do them, you get paid. And if you don't, you don't. You have to create things for yourself, which which can be scary and challenging. Yes. And there's there's some aspect of it where you're paving a new path Uh, There's not a lot of examples out there, uh, not easily accessible people to follow the way that they've done it. They are out there for sure. Um, It's just not as prevalent as other professions. So it's a little bit scarier. But I also think that you can see this as a huge opportunity. Being at the front of something, being the leader in a new field, it gives you a really big opportunity to do things your own way. If you're the kind of person that loves working for yourself, that loves making your own rules, that loves challenging yourself and starting new things, then this is an amazing profession for you. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about how it doesn't have to be this huge risk. It doesn't have to be, you know, risking your whole stability and security and financial goals. It doesn't have to be that. It also taps into a couple other like deep human desires. One for doing something that is purposeful or meaningful. You know, one of the reasons that I started to move away from Brood a couple of years ago is because of the the responses we would get from clients at WAG saying that not only did this change my body, but like through the mindfulness exercises or just what I learned about myself, I was able to heal my relationship with my husband or I was a, I was more confident in myself. So I asked for that promotion that I wanted or I'm doing like triathlons now and I'm so passionate about it. And it it is so, it seems just so meaningful. And I think all millennials especially, but so many people in the world today just want to do something that is meaningful and full of purpose. So that's a big one. Totally. Another one is that we really want to grow and strive for mastery. And starting a business or being being a coach of any sort is like the fast track to your own personal development. Because in order to help other people, you have to really know your own shit. You have to be very self-aware and you have to be working on yourself constantly. Yes. It also allows you to make money. And although that doesn't have to be the biggest driver, and I think a lot of people, I mean, money is one of those things like religion, drugs, sex, nutrition. It's one of those things that some people have a weird relationship with Mm -hmm. and can be triggering for some. So if you're thinking, this is not about money, I don't need to make money, it's okay to, to make money because doing this job because you're passionate and you love to do it and doing it for free and not being able to make money and sustain yourself makes the whole thing stressful. Mm -hmm. And it's much better to find a way to actually be financially successful and stable. And then you can really pour in tons of energy and Mm -hmm. provide more value because you're not stressing about, can I pay my bills this month? Right. It's kind of funny. I never really thought about this until now. Like we are so, at least the people that follow us are so, most of them are so anti like Gary V, like hustle, get as much money as possible. Mm-hmm. They're like in the complete opposite direction. Right. They're so adamant that money is not their biggest driver. They just want to do something they're passionate about. And it's funny. But one, you know, one of the biggest lessons I think both of us have learned 
is that you can have it all, right? You can have something that is purposeful and meaningful, and you can also be financially free or financially successful. And so you're not having to spend all of this energy worrying about paying your bills. Right. And making money doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean that you treat all of a sudden become this, you know, mistreat people and disrespect people. It doesn't change your identity necessarily if you don't allow it to. Right. It just so happens that a lot of people, I think a lot of people that put money as their primary purpose in life, like getting more money, they tend to end up treating people poorly. Um, But you don't have to. (laughs) Exactly. So let's talk about the numbers, the actual numbers, because I think this is going to be really helpful for people to have some tangible data on exactly how you can make money doing this. So we have a couple hundred businesses that have been certified through us and are starting nutrition coaching businesses on their own. And those people charge anywhere between $80 and $160 per month. At Working Against Gravity, we have a three-month commitment with nutrition coaching. So that means someone signs up, they have to commit for three months. We do this for a couple reasons, one being Nutrition is a really hard thing to change in your life, and if you want to make a change, you have to be committed to make that change. A lot of people are more committed when they have skin in the game, and that being money is the easiest way for us to get people to have skin in the game. And we also don't we don't do like get shredded in six week programs. We do like long term sustainable programs that just take some time to really take effect for some. Yeah, people. as well as time to have a relationship with your coach for them to get to know you, etc. So let's say let's go well on the conservative conservative side of things. So you're charging $115 per month. You could charge up to 160. We've seen people charge over 200 depending on what you offer. There's tons of options for you. We're going to stay with $115 per month and each client is committed for 3 months. How much money do you make, Michael? So if you have one client, you would make $345 over that three months. Um, five clients, it's $17.25. 10 clients, that's $34.50 over the course of three months. Now, if you want to take it one step further, um, we've been in this for six years and our average retention is about six months. So that means people stay with us on average for six months and then they quit. Some people quit at three, some people you know, have been with us for over three years, but the average is six months. So let's let's say you are finding clients that stay with you for about six months. If you have one client that comes out to six ninety, five clients thirty four fifty, ten clients sixty nine hundred, twenty clients thirteen eight hundred, thirty clients is twenty thousand seven hundred, and fifty clients is thirty four thousand five hundred, and that's for six months. So over the course of a year, if you have fifty clients you're making about $70,000, which is a great salary. Yeah. I think they said, what's that quote on happiness doesn't increase above $75,000 a year? I think per household. Yeah. So they looked at like, does does more making more money make people happier? And I think they found that above $75,000 per household, it was um, diminishing returns. Like it didn't make people significantly more happy. So- $70,000 a year with 50 clients. And that's if you're charging $115 a month. So if you're charging $160 a month, you got to do the math and you can see that that would quickly be much more than, you know, it's an extra $45 per client. That's going to be much more than $70,000 mm-hmm. $70, a year. Uh, so the, the next big question is like how, how many clients can people actually handle? Right. So I like to think about it as time versus thinking about it as how many can somebody actually handle because a beginner coach is going to take longer to work with. This is 
we're also talking about only online. So the way that we teach how to run your nutrition coaching business at Working Against Gravity is completely digital. We don't do phone calls. We don't do video calls. We're not meeting with people in person. You can do that, and that requires a little bit, I mean, a lot more time. What we're doing is all through a software. We're just text communicating with people. So that does cut the time to a significant degree. We're also using our software Seismic. So that does cut time. It automates a lot of the administrative burden for people. Besides that, I would say on average, one client for one coach takes between 15 and 45 minutes per week. So 45 minutes would be somebody that is going through a really hard time. You really need to do a bunch of research to figure out what they're doing. You need a you know, you need to really dive into mm -hmm. communicating with them much more often. Maybe you're talking to them every other day. Um, we're we're generally talking to people formally once a week and then having small conversations otherwise. But 45 minutes is also for a newer coach that maybe clients are, are really needing more attention. And then 15 minutes is for a well-experienced coach that has clients that are crushing it. That would be 15 minutes per week. So on average, that's an hour to three hours a month per client. Yeah, and I think the newer the coach and the newer the client, typically the longer it's going to take per per check-in. Exactly. So you have a newer client; they're going to ask more questions. It's newer to them; they're they're much more beginner. They need more support. The more veteran clients, they take a little bit less time. So now now we know we can make money doing this, and we you know we were talking about this before. I think I think the the phrase i can't make money doing this or or that fear is kind of a cop out a little bit because it it's all over the place like people are doing this all over the place we know it can be done and it's just it seems like a little bit of a way to procrastinate and not explore how someone would go about actually making money totally. and actually starting a, a business or starting a high side hustle or whatever and so let's talk about a few ways to help people tiptoe in this direction rather than feeling like they have to dive in head first. If you want to dive in head first, by all means, go for it. But we have a few strategies that can help you really mitigate the risk in your life while taking some steps toward what may be a really passionate new career for you. Well, I think it's important to even start with Michael and I, mostly I, <laughs> am a risk-averse person. So I don't make decisions rashly. I think things through and I am with you people who are saying, can I even make money doing this as a way to hide their fear about actually taking a chance? And I think there's three things that you can do or think about to have this be less scary mm -hmm. and you feel more in control of your future and your fate so that you're not all of a sudden, you know, throwing out your stable and secure career that has health benefits and a 401k and all of those things and just diving into nutrition coaching that you don't even know if you like doing um, and you also don't even know if you're good at or can be successful at. So number one is to start with low stakes. And like I said, you don't have to struggle to pay your bills and feed your family and do all of those things. Most people that are most fearful to take this leap into doing nutrition coaching or to changing their career are people that have responsibilities. And that's valid. You have a family, you have a, a mortgage you have to pay, you have bills, you have student loans, you have all of these things, all of these responsibilities. And as these responsibilities keep adding up over your life, the reasons why you can't take risks also start adding up. Mm -hmm. And that totally valid makes sense. Reasons. Totally, totally valid. valid reasons. 
that completely makes sense. And I'm not here trying to tell you that, you know, do it anyways. I, I feel like that could actually make your life miserable. (laughs) Like it actually could be a really bad thing for your mental health to just screw my bills. I'm, you know, I'm not telling you to do that. So when I say start with low stakes, uh, think about going a little bit slower and start exploring this field instead of just diving in headfirst. So so if you have like a full-time job, we're not suggesting you quit your job tomorrow and start a website and start promoting it on your Facebook and just go in headfirst, right? There are ways that you can just tiptoe by inviting a few people to start with you, see if that feels good, see, see what the process is like actually getting clients, see if you actually love doing it, and then just keep walking forward in that, in that direction. One thing I want to, I want to just throw out there is, um, I highly recommend everyone Google Tim Ferriss fear setting for mitigating your fear response. Okay. I love it. So coaching a few people, we already talked about how long coaching somebody takes. So if that's 15 to 45 minutes a week, how much extra time that you're willing to devote to exploring this new opportunity Calculate how many clients that would be for you. So you have two hours to do this. Take two people. That's two hours a week. And you're probably going to spend significantly less than two hours a week. But two hours a week, maybe the extra time you can create a website for yourself or start an Instagram account or a social media account. You can do all of these things in that two hours a week. And worst case scenario, you've spent two hours a week exploring something and you discover that you don't like it or you're not very good at it or you can't get clients and you can either then explore to get support or at least you know that this didn't work out and there's not this in the back of your mind, this pending, man, I would love to do that. Uh, I wish I could do that, but I have too many responsibilities and I can't even, like the whole, I don't know what you would call that. What do you call that? Like regrets, regrets I guess? Yeah. Regrets? Yeah, it's one of the worst feelings on the planet. Yeah. That, that, that regret of inaction. So coaching a few people on the side is something I highly, highly recommend. And that's actually exactly how I got started at Working Against Gravity. I had a full-time job. I was working as the sports performance director at a gym called SST in Mississauga, Ontario, for all you Canadians out there. (laughs) And I was coaching just a couple people and I didn't quit my full-time job until I, I think the decision for me was waiting until I was making just as much money at nutrition coaching as I was at my full-time job. At that point, I think I was able to get to that point because I didn't have kids and I didn't have responsibilities at the time. So I was able to dedicate a lot of time. I was really just working constantly and I wouldn't recommend that for people that do have a family, but maybe your threshold can be different. Mm -hmm. Like set a threshold. If I make half as much money as I make at my full-time job at my side hustle, then Obviously, if I take all the attention and time I'm spending at work and now put it towards my side hustle, I can make more than half. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's your threshold for being willing to maybe go to part-time at your full-time job instead of just diving into quitting. Totally. Yeah, I had almost the exact same experience. I was coaching at LSU and we had groups of football players coming in all throughout the day, starting at like 4.30 a.m. So we'd work them out for 60 to 90 minutes. Then I would have about a 60-minute break until the next group would come in. And in that break, um, Matt Bruce and I, who started Brute Strength, we had this little website called Bruce Barbell at the time. It was like a weightlifting club that he started, but we just started doing online 
programming for some people. And we got up to about 30 clients. And so every single break, I would just go in and I would do my programming. And then when I left LSU and started running a gym that I was planning on buying, I continued to get more and more clients on the online stuff. That's when we about when we started Brute. And just like you, about the time I started making more money through the online stuff, then I just transitioned out of the gym and went full on online. And you were also at a period of time where you didn't have kids and you didn't have mega responsibilities. I had no kids. So your threshold would be lower if you did have more responsibilities, yep. just to put that out there. Yep. And last thing on this low stakes, if you don't want to put yourself on the hook with other people and feel bad about, you know, you're not ready to actually work with a real person, the WAG Nutrition Coach Certification is a great way to see if this is even something you like to do. So we designed this course to originally train our own staff and weed out who really is passionate and loves to do this and who has the skills and already has some talent that can be groomed into being one of our coaches. So a huge part of the certification is actually creating programs for people, actually coaching people, getting feedback on that coaching, and you get to see if you're really good at it, as well as you get the opportunity to feel like if you like doing this or not. Mm -hmm. um, that's a really low stakes option to see if this is something you want to do. Right. You also get a mentor that gives you feedback and support throughout the whole thing. And when you graduate, then you can opt into the business program where we give you software, marketing, and sales, and we just really set you up to turn this into a business. Yeah. Our goal is to really have you just coaching, which is probably what you love to do, what most people are super passionate about, and take a lot of the administrative burden off of your hands. Um, but if you do like the administrative burden and don't want to be part of our business program, we still offer you mentorship and support. So you have a problem with your business, like, hey, what are some software options I could use? Or what payment processors can I use? We have people that are willing to support you through those uh, obstacles as well. So the, the first two or three clients, I feel like we should put out a blog article or something like how to find your first few side pieces. We did. Can we we do have that? one. I'm just kidding. The joke oh. was side pieces. I didn't oh, think you'd like side that. pieces? <laughs> <laughs> I like totally went right over my head. <laughs> okay. We're going to move on to number two. Number one, I think, was a big one. So we spent a bunch of time there. Uh, these next two are a little bit more straightforward. So number two, this thing to think about is this is so common that when people come to me hesitant to start nutrition coaching or wanting to start a nutrition coaching business. I can't tell you how many emails I've gotten in my inbox of somebody that is trying to solve a problem that they don't currently have. And they're just starting out. Maybe they have between under 10 clients, under 20 clients. Let's or they say. haven't even started. Maybe. Haven't even started. And they're sending me questions about what software can automate this and how do I how do I, what do I do when I have too many people for the amount of time that I have? How do I make this full time? How do you think about scaling? Exactly. And immediately I just want to tell them to slow down. And we are, this is another version of letting fear cause you to procrastinate. It's another version of saying, I can't even make money doing this. Because if I can't figure out how to scale now, then there's no point of even trying, Right. My advice to you is that if this isn't a problem that you currently have, like you currently have too many people asking you for nutrition coaching and you don't have enough time to service them, then don't spend any energy trying to solve that problem, especially at the beginning. It's different if you've been in business for a really long time and you have this 
base of client base that you know if you have you have to anticipate problems because they might affect them mm-hmm. you don't have that problem right now mm-hmm. so just focus on the problems that you do have which is how do i get my first one or two clients and how do i offer them the most amazing badass service that transforms their entire life that's a huge problem to try and solve mm-hmm. for people and that's going to take a lot of your energy so using excuses of I don't know how to scale or I don't know what payment processor to use. There's PayPal, there's Venmo, like there's tons of options out there that are super simple. Mm -hmm. I think a good question to ask yourself too, because we tend to overcomplicate things, especially in the beginning, especially when we're inexperienced. So you can ask yourself, what would this look like if it were fun? What would it look like if it were easy? What would it look like if it were cheap? Exactly. I love that. I've never heard you say that before. I'm going to keep that one actually. Okay, that's enough for number two. So just don't solve any problems that you don't have. Number three, you want to tell us about number three? Number three is it comes from people asking, um, how can I make money but also be a good coach to others? Which is not really the right question to ask. Because in order to, for for the most part, there there are certainly some sleazy exceptions. But for the most part, you deliver value to people in whatever business it is, but definitely coaching and the money sort of follows. Right. There's this thing that you, I did some videos yesterday that Michael wrote the script for. And part of the script, Michael wrote something about how if you're not a good coach in the digital age that we live in right now, it is very detrimental to you not to be a good coach and not to offer value. And that actually leads to more money because we're in this world of Yelp reviews and social media and blog posts and people are going to review your service. So if you're not a good coach, then you're unlike you're less likely to make money for sure. There's definitely exceptions. I think those exceptions are going to become less and less and less over the years because people search for reviews. They want social proof. They don't want to buy something without knowing that other people have enjoyed the service as well. So if your reviews are I bought this, but it was actually really shitty. Mm-hmm. Sure, you'll make money for a short period of time if you figure out the whole way to trick people into, into buying your service, right. but you're not going to make money for a long period of time. I literally think the absolute ultimate business strategy is to just have something, a product or a service that people absolutely love, right? If you look at all of the, your favorite companies, they are products or services that you just can't do without. Like you're absolutely obsessed with them. You love them. So focus your energy on being really valuable for people to getting them results, to creating raving fans, and the money just follows. It definitely does. And I can't tell you how long that's going to take, but I like this approach of building an iceberg instead of trying to build something really quick and fast. Like an iceberg is really difficult to move and it's going to take a lot of time before that iceberg goes away. And slowly, slowly, you know, that starts to build and build and build and being consistent and consistently making what we believe. This is just, I mean, other people might believe differently. We believe being ethical and treating people properly and offering a good service is ultimately going to create a huge iceberg that's very difficult to move and you're going to be in business for a long time. Well, Those are the three things. So the three things are one, low stakes. Just don't jump in and completely risk your whole life to do nutrition coaching. Number two, don't solve problems that you don't have. 
And number three is provide value and then the money is going to follow. And I think if you approach nutrition coaching in this way and really any risk that you want to take, you can you can cap the downside. You can mitigate the ultimate risk that is possible to be caused to you. So when you have that mental model, then you can really go for anything that you want in life. Yeah, it's it, it caps the downside. And worst, think about, sometimes you used to tell me this, write down what is the worst possible case scenario. And take some time maybe, write down what is the worst case scenario if I actually just started coaching one or two people or I put myself out there what is the worst case scenario? Like worst, worst. And I think sometimes when you write it down, most times it's not as bad as you actually think it is when it's just running around in your head. Mm-hmm. When you see it there on paper, you think, huh, I don't, either I don't actually even believe that this can happen mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. it's really not that big of a deal. Right, right. Yeah, and this is that, that question is part of the fear setting exercise. Um, so look that up. And if you're interested in joining us and becoming a WAG certified nutrition coach, then you can go to workingagainstgravity.com and click on the coach, coach certification. certification button and you can join the wait list now. Yes, please join us. Thanks, guys. Later. Thanks for joining us. Stay in touch by signing up for our newsletter at workingagainstgravity.com or on Instagram at workingagainstgravity. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and refer a friend. We'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then.